0: Okay, I did want to share with you that uh, there's a man in our fellowship that has impressed me with his financial prowess and his ability to handle money better than any man I've ever met on the planet, believer or not believer. And he will be teaching you over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'll have more specifics on that coming up soon. Second, uh, many of you have heard of Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And Rabbi Lapin will be in Charlotte in the first uh, week of February and uh, I've asked that he come and speak to you personally yeah. um, We may have to move our meeting to Sunday to accommodate his schedule but I'll let you know that as soon as I know but uh, he has for more than a year, almost two years desired desire to come and speak to you guys and uh, to meet people who are not Jews, and yet who love and keep the Torah. Um, I had the privilege of being one of the first few that you he ever heard of that did that. And uh, here you are, there's a bunch of you. Okay, you want to take one of these, pass it around, take this short quiz. I will not be collecting it. Should we start now? US may start now, sir, thank you. This is not an open book test.
1: use this book to finish my answers? Can't open
2: the book. book? Come on. That was what, what he he mean, said.
0: ready, huh? Let me use more time. Too bad. Okay. Blessed are you, and I, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments, and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, Adonai, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. May we, and our offspring, and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people Israel. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who selected us from all the peoples and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. Amen. If you were unable to answer the first question with those six things, it leads me to believe that it is not your habit to pray daily from the Siddur. So, at the end of the Shakari prayers, daily... There is a list of six things that we are commanded in the Word of God to remember. What page? 177. 177. Would you turn to page 177 in this here? Which with I have provided you? Leave it to the sages of Israel... I'll write them down to make a note. What's the first thing that we are commanded to remember? The Exodus. Remember, remember the Exodus. Exodus. Remember the Exodus from Israel. Well, that's kind of timely. Right? Yeah, Exodus from Egypt. Isn't that kind of timely? This Israel is redeemed from Egypt. Aren't we in that part of the Torah right now? In our yearly cycle. What's the second thing that we're commanded to remove? The giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now, if you look chronologically, we know that God created the world, and Adam, Enoch walked with God, and was not. Noah was commanded to build an ark because the world had become corrupt. There was a flood, and then Abraham was called, Isaac, Jacob, the Twelve Sons, and then the captivity in Egypt. And Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, our teacher. was then called to lead the people out as an example of our Blessed Messiah, Yeshua. He led them out and brought them to the mountain. And we remember that. What's the third thing i was supposed to remember? Yeah, how well As they were traveling through the wilderness, Amalek attacked the children. The wheat the women In the behind. At the back end of the trail. Do if you've ever care. marched a group of people, you know they tend to stretch out like an accordion, you know? And the uh, back end,
1: he he started picking those
0: off.
1: Is there a reason why this is the only one that says do not forget?
0: Um, this one is odd if you look at the scripture specifically remember not to forget that his name might be not remembered and it would be blood I mean it's you know it's a weird thing the, golden, the golden calf said do not to forget too yeah. there's a couple of them but the oh, Amalek like is unique because you need to remember to forget Not to forget, to remember that we need to forget. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a weird deal. So Amalek. So why do you suppose we're supposed to remember this guy? Well, doesn't the scripture also say that we're at war with Amalek for perpetual generations? Yeah. When when we had Antiochus Epiphanes, and later on, even with the Nazis. It's the spirit of Amalek, and we see that in Purim, which is the next festival that's coming up for us in just a little while. What's the fourth one? The golden calf. The golden calf. Now, why are you supposed to need to remember that? That didn't seem to be a really good thing to remember. To right? be stupid again? Wouldn't that be good, right? <laughs> what's What's the bottom line angle all yeah, that we need to remember with the golden calf? Idolatry. And Idolatry. Idolatry. Okay. Is there anything we need to worry about with that today? I mean. How many of you are doing golden calves? Nobody? Nobody? I think a remez from that is that we need to worship Hashem in the ways that He prescribed. Amen. What's your mess? Hint. Yeah, hint. It's a reminder from one scripture to another. Yeah, we need to worship Him in the way that He determined. That's why if killing bulls and goats and whatnot and pouring out that blood. For him, killing an animal. For him, in his temple, at his discretion, at his direction, is abhorrent to you. Um, maybe you serve a different god. I, you know, I, I watch Indiana Jones movies and I watch these cannibal people thing doing some weird stuff, and I think that is so far removed from my white bread American self. But it's really not that far at times from the God commands of us. We're just in a situation in the culture we completely bleach it out and forget about it. Okay. So idolatry is, is a big deal. Um, in an orthodox home, you're not going to find a statue of St. Christopher. Um, you're probably not going to find a statue of Mary. Anything. Are you? Because they don't yeah, want to make a graven image. They don't want to fall into idolatry. What is the biggest, number one, grade A, government-inspected, all-American idolatry focus in America? TV. Television. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fifth item, of which we should not forget. Miriam. Now, that seems odd. What are we supposed to remember about Miriam? Okay. I Mishanahra. She spoke against the Lord's anointed. What, what does this remind you of? When I, when I, I mention speaking against the Lord's anointed. Sons of Korah. Sons of Korah. That's not the one I think of, but that's good. Second. Elijah. 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 I don't get it. Okay. What was your question? What is it, Ramesh? The hint. What is it that I think of when I think of Miriam speaking against the words of um, the one that spoke against the uh, in the New Testament, he like blinded him. Okay, that's good. That's not the one I was thinking of, but that's good. Paul was blinded, right? Simeon, the uh, Simon the sorcerer, was blinded. Uh, both of them spoke against the Lord's anointed. Who did Paul speak against? Yeshua. Who did Simon the sorcerer speak against? The Holy Spirit. Right? You struck one. That's not the one I'm thinking. Of. Maybe Davi, Hamelech, and, and Shaul? Okay. He, he cut his. He cut his. But he was very careful about it. He was very careful about it. He wouldn't lift his hand against the Lord's anointed. Excellent. excellent. Now this person did not realize he was speaking against the Lord's anointed. And when it was brought to his attention. Ah,
1: oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Ananias and No,
0: Paul.
2: I'm sorry. Paul himself. Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't know he was the high priest. Yeah,
0: Paul. Whitewashed wall. Yeah, you're just a whitewashed wall. I mean, this is terrible. You know, who are you (laughs) to have me struck across the cheek? You're just a dog. What's up with that? And someone close to him said, "Paul, would you speak against the high priest that way?" Paul jacks himself up and says, "Whoa, I didn't know you were the high priest." against the command to speak against the Lord's anointed. This guy is a maggot. He's doing wrong. But he was still the Lord's anointing. I want encourage you. In our own culture, in our own day, the President of the United States is my Commander-in-Chief. And I respect, and I have in, in past years served that office he is President Obama he is never Obama the riffraff can do that, we may not he was placed there by God whether we like it or not and he is our president we need to treat his office with respect, even if we disagree with the man his policies his personal whatever (coughs) He is the president. Amen? Amen. Amen. And what was that last thing that we're supposed to remember? I I can't remember. Shabbat. the Shabbat. To keep it holy. (coughs) I used to, before we started keeping the Torah, I used to ask my Sunday school class, Do you believe that the Ten Commandments are important? Every person always said yes. Do you think that we should be keeping the Ten Commandments? Every person always said yes. We never got the "Hey hooby scooby about the Sabbath or anything like that. It was always a yes. <coughs> kind of terrible, right? mm-hmm. i just trying to say, right or not? If you think they're that important, I remember mean, right or not. I, I mean, we you know, normally had 100 people in our Sunday school class. I had maybe two people that were right now. Yeah. if they're important you should know but these things are six things that God commanded you should not forget that you should always remember don't you think you need to know you're supposed to remember them. you should probably expect that one to come up again in the future quiz, don't you think yeah I'm just wondering if God might give you that quiz, how you would do. And how do you think he'll respond if you don't know? What was our second question? Most well known yard site. What is the most well known yard site? First of all, who can tell me January. what a yard site is? I beg your pardon? Leprosy. Leprosy <laughs> is okay, well leprosy. Leprosy. What's a yard site? Anniversary of the death. The anniversary of the death of leprosy. A relative? Be more specific. Mother or brother? Be more specific. Can't be. It is. Of what? The anniversary of the death. Of a covenant uh, partner? loved <laughs> one. That's it. Of a loved one. This is my bar mitzvah. Of a loved one. Yes. This a covenant partner. What is it? Well, yeah, well, it could be a covenant partner. What is the most. Well known. Yeshua. Yeshua's yard site. When was his yard site? <coughs> Passover. Passover. Why is it the most well known? He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And therefore, He is our Passover. And therefore, we're keeping it every year. We keep it every year because, maths, around the world, because, as often as you do it, because it is a moed, it is a commandment. There it is. So he commanded that we remember his yard sight. We're supposed to remember and keep the Passover. And in so doing, out of his own mouth, he's making it clear you're remembering what he did. What did he do? He died. That's what he did. That's the most memorable yard sight in all of the world. Because even if you don't keep the tower. Even if you don't have any idea where the Earth site is, even Christians, the Gentile Church, celebrates Ishtar. (laughs) But seriously, they're not. In most cases, they may be misled, they may be stupid, but they're not celebrating some ancient pagan god's rebirth. At least while they're at the church building. What they really are celebrating is the resurrection because of the death of the Messiah of the world, Yeshua HaMashiach. Well intentioned, misinformed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and whose responsibility is it to get them well intentioned and very informed? Everyone in form? this room. This room. That's what we're here for, that's what we need to do. In as much as you can articulate it, you can teach others to more accurately obey the word of God. I think it's important to remember that the York site and Passover are one and the same. And I want to encourage you, if you have an online calendar, perhaps you have a written calendar that you use, I want to encourage you to get the yard site of your loved ones on there. I would begin first of all with your father and your mother. If, by God's grace, you're not quite as old as me and they may still be alive, then I would suggest you put your grandfather and your grandmother on that calendar. In that way, at our Shabbat service, when we say, Does anyone have a yard site coming up this week? You can stand and with a loud, resounding voice say, Yes, my grandfather, of blessed memory passed away in such and such a year this week. What a wonderful way to honor their member. That's a great deal. But you know what? Just like the widow, if you don't even know when they died, we'll forget all about them. Regardless of what good they did. Regardless of an the impact they had. On the cause from the side, and their blessed memory becomes a new memory, just like with the widow. Isn't it important that we remember things? Have you seen the theme here? Okay. What's our next question? What is our most important task of the day? Most important task of the day. What do you want to remember when you open your eyes? Yes. Um, I said prayer. Prayer. Prayer is my most important task of the day. Who believes that that's correct? That I should pray every day, and that's my most important task. Got so to got to so-so. Got to yes. Got to no. Before we debate it, are there other answers? Yes, sir.
2: Uh, the next class, line of Ecclesiastes,
0: Berenice, I keep commandments. Okay. So what's your answer? God's commandments. And so, keeping the Torah is my most important task of the day.
2: Keep His commandments and be seeking after Him. Mm-hmm.
0: That's two things. Well, it's together. It's together. So, to do two how, how things. Can how can you, can you separate the two? I can separate the two, especially if I've only got one answer to put it on the blank. <laughs> you gave us three lines. I did, because <laughs> <laughs> some of them are for Yes. Gideon, <laughs> yes. yes. what did you put? But fear God keep his moment. Have you met Johnny? Okay. <laughs> he actually put keep his commandments and fear God not Okay. So that's most that's my most important task of the day. Now we are commanded
1: to pray separately twice a, or to pray twice a day.
0: So we should pray twice a day. You in, so you I'll pray I'll or you're over here with the prayer guy. So should I keep the commandments or should I pray? Or is praying keeping the commandments exactly? When we pray, pray keep the commandments. The commandments. Cool. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. I like I paraphrase <clears prayer throat> <throat> here: prayer
2: with God connection, basically. When we pray, we commune, mm-hmm. we connect with Hashem. Okay. And yeah. if we without have that the connection,
1: then the rest of the day is kind of empty and meaningless. Okay. Yeah, I put the same thing to tell you the truth: prayer. To tell me the truth. Yes. So, I'm were you gonna lie prior to this? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just check. Just nope. want to make
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys? What did you guys put? Uh, I put pretty much the same, like with, like devotions. Devotions. How about devotions? What's the important thing of the day, what is it? Having time with God. Having time with God. Devotional time. Peter. I've amended mine. I have put prayer. You changed yours to birth. No, I amended. Amended. Appended. What did you have before you amended and appended? Not sin. <laughs> Not sin. I, I don't have any successful days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, uh, let, me, let me clear this slate. And now let me ask you a couple of important questions. I asked you what the most important thing you do in the day is. Does it strike you as odd or sad that there wasn't unanimous understanding of what the answer is? Hmm. Forget what the answer is. Doesn't that strike you? Slightly. Doesn't that bother you? I can tell you if you stand up here, that bothers you. Priorities bothers you. What's your highest priority of the day? Some say prayer. Some say keeping the commandments. Others say not sinning. We're stupid to keeping the commandments, right? There's a nuance there. Mm-hmm. Some say having devotions and a time alone with God. Is there a right answer? Or not? I think so. Mm-hmm. Fellowship with Edna is, at, to me personally, is the ultimate answer throughout the day. How Starting long have I been married? Thirty years. I've been married twenty-eight years. I agree with him. What do the sages say? How does the day begin? Before you even open your eyes, yeah. While well, your Thanks. eyes are still closed, what do you do? Bless God. God. Your, your soul, soul has
2: returned. Your body,
0: yeah. Blessing for life. Yep. Breath again. So, what, according to the sages, is most important? None of you have the answers. What was most important is that relationship. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me breath again. And I've got a day ahead. Now, what are you going to do when your foot hits the floor and you're dropping out of the pajamas? Devotion time and prayer and time alone with Him, absolutely important. As I'm walking through the day, what was it I prayed about? That I would have the strength to recognize the temptation and see it as such and obey your commandments. That's it. Mm-hmm. I would say the number one thing that you need to do every day is to sanctify his name throughout all the earth. That's the right answer. How do you do that? With a relationship, with not sinning, with praying to him, with having a devotional time because then people look at you and they go you're uh, you're different I don't know what it is but uh, you wear that weird size jeans no, it's there's something different you seem to not get upset when everyone else gets upset you seem to be very particular about what you will and will not do you seem to pause and reflect upon whether something is appropriate there's something about you that causes me to realize that there's something missing in my life. What's missing in their life? Is it obedience to the Torah? No. Is it a lack of a devotional time or some kind of home. Um, um. No! What's missing? Relationship. The relationship. Yeah. That's most important. That's what makes the difference. And it leads and feeds to all the rest. That's what we need to recognize and remember. Right? Because that's what makes you want to have the devotions. That's what makes you want to pray. That's what leads those prayers in the right direction. Is that you have this relationship. You understand His commandments. And His commandments are His will and wisdom for how we will walk. That is and so. somebody say
2: amen amen it's a lot I, when, when you mention marriage it, I mean I'm fairly new at that but it really does come down to your relationship but if your relationship with your wife is you yeah. can't do anything else That's right. everything flows around
0: your exactly. relationship
2: mm-hmm.
0: it is no accident he used three ways to describe himself and his mm-hmm. relationship with us, to us. What are those three ways? Shepherd and his flock. Shepherd and his flock. The marriage. The marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. And finally, Father, Father and Son. I was listening to a woman recently who said that uh, she understands who God is and how he reacts and how he acts towards his people because she looks at her father and recognizes that the love and the care and the relationship she has with her father is an example of the relationship that she should have with God. It's a great word picture for her. And she's met a a man who doesn't have that. And he's lacking. There's an emptiness. There's a void. and, And she's concerned about that. better than 50% of Americans end their marriages in divorce. And Joe and I are in an extraordinarily small minority. But the bottom line is that the closeness and oneness and openness and the ability to just bury your soul and forget about pride before you to is truly the way God would have us to act with Him. He's not looking for the bravado. He's not looking for the macho. He's looking for the bare emotion. And He wants that. And He wants to offer that. But overall, in the midst, He is that good shepherd that will always, constantly do what is best for His sheep. Providing, caring for them, and, in fact, sacrificing himself for their care, for their livelihood. That's a wonderful thing. I hope that you see in these three examples which God has provided. One who is yearning for you. One who's yearning for a relationship with you. You know, it's impossible. I get up long before my wife, every morning. It's a fact. Every day, I always get up before she does. I do everything I can to stay quiet, get my underwear out, my hanky, move my water into the bathroom take my heart medication shower, shave and shine and I do it all without trying to wake her up but the first time I actually see her that day standing up makeup on and all ready to go there's always that more quiet time together of how was the night? how'd you do? what are you doing today? We're both busy. And we've got a big household. Thousands of people will visit our home in a year. Thousands. We're busy. The time with heart is precious. And I, I hope, even though most of you are not married, you would understand that. That is exactly what God desires. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's the relationship. The relationship leads to the obedience. The relationship leads to a desire for prayer. To get those marching orders for the day. I'm reminded of Jonathan Oppen. He walked in, had no zitzit on. It was a shocker. I normally see him always wearing his zitzit. Why are you wearing your zitzi? He goes, well, if I get up in the morning and I don't have that time of prayer, and I wrap my tefillin, and I spend time praying with Him I feel that I'm unqualified to be His ambassador that day so I don't wear the Ziti and it makes me want to make the time to pray that next day all the more and I thought, yeah, this kid's like a third my age or less He's already grasped onto a concept that it took me almost 50 years to get That's amazing. What a great perspective. I pray and hope that this will be a reality in your lives. Because you know what? You don't need to worry about the widows in our fellowship. If you've got their relationship. Because He'll be faithful to bring them to your mind. Because He's God. You don't have to worry about the 47% who are the who need help, and are bought into the lie that they should rely on the government and not on the fellowship, that they need a job. Because your heart's going to break for this country, and you're going to help. Of course, I would imagine you'd probably remember the six things that he can manage you to remember because it's important to him. Eventually, it becomes important to you. Amen? Is there
1: one more thing I have on this? Uh, you yes. old and gray. When you're old and gray, what do you want people to think about
0: you? I'm 52 years old. My father died uh, a while ago. When he died... poorly about my father. And I always saw examples of righteousness from him, even though I was uncertain, we're absolutely convinced he did not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit until the end. I got stripped through and flew out to his funeral in New York could barely speak, I was sick as a dog, I was in this large, large church, and in the front pew was my brother, my youngest brother, and his children, his wife, In the second pew was my second brother, and his wife, no children in And I got to speak. And I've been in a pulpit many, many times. And I worked it worked out Aside from my two brothers and their wives and children, there were three or four women in the back row of the church. What church was that to There was nobody different. It was sad. It was still sad. you're old and gray. What do you want people to say about you? That you're old and clutching? That you're grumpy all the time? That you're constipated? <laughs> what is it? What is it you want? I'm not really interested in your answer. I just want you to think about it now. Joe's too late. For the rest of you, uh, wise man once said, be careful what you wish for when you're 20, because when you're 40, you may have it. I think in Christendom, it's just as important. At your age, would you consider what you want men and women and God to think about you. Because when you get to be my age, they're going to be thinking it. But it might be a good idea if you start acting like it now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And generically, if you want want the guys to think that you're a godly guy, it might be a good idea if you start to indulge things now. You probably need a bunch of practice. If you want people to think that you're a generous man, generosity should be a habit now. For people to recognize generosity, especially if you do it kind of behind the scenes, it takes many, many, many years. A faithful stewardship. If you want people to think that you're a man of the Word and that you know the Bible, well, gosh. Twelve-year-old Orthodox Jews. Twelve-year-old Orthodox Jews. Did you hear me? Twelve-year-old Orthodox Jews have most of the Torah memorized. Talk about being people in the book. We should be ashamed. We've got more to memorize. It'd be good if you'd start So, where did you put Or how I tainted did you well, Nobody wants to say
2: Yes, I want to kind of bounce off of that, that, uh, you know. We should live our life. You know, a friend of mine kind of said jokingly, but I think he was also serious that we should live life so that no one has to lie about you after a funeral. And so, if, if you're if you're going on that, that right there should already kind of get you headed in, in a somewhat good direction. But it's um. But the idea behind uh, the gray hair and everything with this one is that. You know, in with our age is supposed to come more wisdom, with more experiences. This person's done this much more than I've had the opportunity. This person's, uh, you know, ideally had more time to uh, work on his relationship with God. He's had more trials and difficulties, uh, so you know I could learn from them. You know, and what you know ways that they handled them or you know, it's, there's something about experience, you know, with, you know, that there's no real way to put a price on that. I mean, we'll we we'll, we'll put that we, we we can today, but time is arguably our most valuable commodity, you know, as I would, people. I would
0: argue that there is a difference between a gray headed man and a wise man. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not I'm not contesting that one day is to start at the beginning and say, I don't no, want to just be an old guy. Absolutely. I want what the scripture describes I should have. Not as a reward. No. Yeah. But as a result. A result. Like like you no. just stretch it. Yeah, stretch. Anybody
1: else? People would recognize you as a man of God
0: bottom line there's no better way to say it there's no better way to say it he was a man of God he is a man of God he's a man of God it's a cool thing to say because it's almost doesn't matter what relationship you are, Baptist Presbyterian, Mormon doesn't matter almost everybody when you say he's a man of God you're up on a pedestal, higher than the rest. I am convinced, man, it's not a pride thing. If we're going to be tzadikim, righteous men, that's what we're supposed to do. It's, it's a given. It's not a choice. It's a given. If He's called you, then you need to be a righteous man. If you don't know what that means, that's why we get together. Do you remember the six things he told you to remember? A thought would. That's I, what I look at, Ryan. The second part to that, I wrote down about that he was a
2: zealous and righteous man and successfully imparted this to his own Ooh,
0: hands. now I sure do like that multi-generational faithfulness. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And quite frankly, gentlemen, when you get on this side of 15, I can tell you, who you are and what people think about you really is not that important. Because by this time there's people walking around in the name and they're speaking volumes about who you are and whose you are.
1: That's simply so no pressure. Well, I just want to Say for me, <clears throat> it's pretty, pretty much what we've all said already. In that, uh, I would uh, that I lived a life that uh, was pleasing to God, and that I followed His commandments and honored His Torah. Ever mm-hmm. since coming into this perspective, I just—it's like the scales have dropped from my eyes. You know, I feel more excited about um, studying God's Word. Not that I wasn't before, but to finally see it through a different lens. I feel that I was looking through a lens darkly before, but now I can see more clearly. Mm -hmm. And uh, confession is good for the soul. I did not know the six things. But as I'm working now, I want to be able to commit those to memory and learn them so that when I reach that blessed age, I will be remembered for someone who could. Amen. So.
0: That's the bottom line.
1: I get a real kick
0: out of when people tell me in the world that they know that I wouldn't do something. Where they know what I would do. I get a real kick out of when my kids say, we know what you would do. Do you know what that implies? Care. Not just care, just Consistency. Consistency. Yeah or I guess more rightly consistency of character Right? but yeah it's a consistent walk you know wishy washy that may not be right or wrong but it's at least consistent to the point where people see it I personally believe if you want to bring it down to brass tacks guys if you want to be a tzaddik for God the sniper should be able to take you out in a heartbeat do you know what that means that means you're so consistent you do the same things on a regular basis. But a sniper who's watching you is going to know what you're going to do in a given situation or a given day. He your route. He knows the route. Because you're consistent. The guy's going to be in that room praying that, you know, at you know, at whatever time. Every stinking day. Why? Because that's what he does. Why does he do that? Well, that's a different question. He does that because he's excited. What does he do? Well, he lives out the Bible fact, he looks more and more like Yeshua every day. Amen. Amen. All right. They may to be heavy on it tonight, but uh, I did want to uh, bring some of those things out because I think it's important. So we're going to talk about finances in the next couple of weeks. I'll probably start next Tuesday if I can uh, if I can get Scott to uh, come to do that. When Scott comes, I've asked him to bring his son, Joshua. Joshua. How old is is Joshua marching? Nine, ten, eight, nine, ten? He's a tiny fellow, but uh, I've asked him to bring him. So... uh, Also, for the people
2: in here, I know you've talked about it, you know, in either on over the Shabbat table or something. Um, why it is that Scott's not
0: able to join us on Tuesday yeah, just absolutely. To let, just to let them know. Yeah, a good point. Um, Scott Martin has held me accountable for almost 20 years. When I met Scott, I had five children, and I'd been married 20 years, and he had been married 20 years get married the same year I got married he had no kids I had five and uh, we bonded we're elders and uh, a couple of churches together, deacons and all that and uh, he ended up adopting four Korean children and has raised them now and uh, they're adorable and uh, he is Generating multi-generational faithfulness, without question. Um, but he's at a period in time with his children where he needs to be with them. He needs to teach them and spend every waking hour with them. He is an executive, a very high executive um, in a bank, and has absolutely no time during the day. He's he long before day, comes home long after day. And you know, he spends every evening with those children and teaches them. So if you've ever been here for our Shakri prayers mm-hmm. and you hear those little kids singing, they're louder than most of the guys. They sure are. And so is his daughter singing the girls' part. So you wonder why or how they know those? They've been singing with their dad. So uh, he has uh, made it clear. God's called him to be a father and right I don't have a problem so that's why he's not here on Tuesday nights but I can tell you long before I met any of you I met with that man every Thursday night for years on end and he never missed a night and he's one of the few guys that would pull me aside to jack me up big time if he sees sin in my life I have the utmost respect for this man and uh, you know, Carefully chooses his words. So uh, you need to definitely bring a pen, and pencil, some paper, take some notes. When we'll he teaches on finance, because we'll he see we'll give you some tools and some good stuff. So we'll do that. Put comments before we break. We'll definitely let the rain uh, subside a little bit. Perhaps have a little bit of uh, a little bit of wine, maybe some, maybe some water, or some uh, some good tasting water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, right. Anybody, it's
0: anything. Balance watering. Right? That talent, uh, if you want. Green, tall bagel. Any other comments? I am looking for emails from you on things that you don't know how to do. Things that you want to learn. Things that you need review on. Things that. You just don't understand and you have questions. This class is absolutely motivated, designed, and focused on your needs. Do you know an email? I teach what's on my heart and you may get banged up a little bit. That's up to me. May it be your will I deny our God that a mishap not come about through us. And may we not stumble in a matter of Torah and cause our colleagues to rejoice over us may we not say regarding something which is to me that it is to whore, and not regarding something which is to whore that it is to me and may our colleagues not stumble in a matter of Torah and we rejoice over them for Adonai grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding of God unveil our eyes that we may perceive wonders from your Torah Amen Thank you, man.